Welcome to the Storytime Clinic, where children's books and health collide. I'm your host, pediatrician Dr. Mfan Umwaran, and every week I spotlight a children's book featuring a character with a health condition. My goal is to inspire conversations that will help all of us better understand and support kids with health conditions. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Storytime Clinic. This is episode number 29, and we are in the merry month of December. Now, there's a lot of wonderful things that come with the month of December. So it's Christmas season. We've got Christmas lights starting to get out on all the houses in the neighborhood. People are buying trees, decorating. We've got Christmas shopping going on. We're making cookies for Santa. We've got dry skin. Hold up. Dry skin? Well, yes. This may just have narrowly missed being on the list of 12 things that your true love brought you for Christmas, (laughs) but it is true as the weather is changing, at least over here in um, the Northeast, the Midwest of the U.S., as the weather is changing, it's getting drier and drier. And so this is causing a lot of us out there to have dry skin. But for people who have eczema, this might be a little bit more than a mere annoyance. So now, what is eczema? Eczema is a chronic skin condition that causes dry skin, itching, and inflammation. I'm going to give you a couple quick facts about eczema. The one thing that you should know about eczema is that there is no letter X in the word eczema. Shocking. (laughs) Eczema is actually spelled E-C-Z-E-M-A for anyone who was curious. So eczema is a a chronic skin condition. And over 10% of people in the U.S. have eczema. It's a pretty common skin condition. It starts out in childhood. In fact, most people who have eczema through their lives probably had the first symptoms when they were less than five years of age. So this is a skin condition that is kind of driven by the immune system. And it comes about because with a lot of people who have eczema, their skin doesn't quite function the way that it should. The normal function of skin is to act as a barrier. So keeping the good stuff in and keeping the bad stuff out. The good stuff here is moisture, water, keeping ourselves hydrated. That's what the skin is meant to keep in, in addition to your organs and everything else in your body. (laughs) But the skin also acts as a barrier to keep harmful things from the environment out. So things like germs, bacteria, things like irritants and pollutants in the environment, um, those things are supposed to stay out of your body. People with eczema might be missing certain proteins that are meant to help form this skin barrier, or these proteins may not function as well as they normally should. This makes that skin barrier weaker, and so they are more likely to lose the good stuff, lose the moisture, hence they have dry skin, and then they're more likely to let in some of the bad things, letting in things that can irritate the body, letting in sometimes bacteria or germs. So 
some of those things from the outside environment get into the skin and then they trigger or activate the immune system or the immune cells that are hanging out in the skin. And the immune cells say, oh, no, no, not today. And they get activated. They release all these things that are supposed to help get rid of any things that are not supposed to be there. But in doing so, they cause what we know as inflammation. Um, So this inflammation can lead to skin being red, itchy, and rashy. And this can be an itch that is so, so difficult to resist scratching. As someone who has eczema herself, oh, this can be so annoying. What we usually call this is an itch-scratch cycle. Your skin feels itchy, you start scratching at it, and then this causes those immune cells to release more of the things that make your skin feel itchy. And so you scratch more, you scratch more. The problem with this is that when you scratch, you can also cause some little cuts and you can break down that skin barrier a little bit more. And so that can lead into having more things get into the skin where they're not supposed to. And this kind of continues the cycle of eczema. Another thing to know about eczema is that it has an alias. It has an alternate identity, has a secret code name. The other name is atopic dermatitis. Now, whoever was naming these, I don't know. Usually when you have like a nickname, it's supposed to be a little bit easier for people. (laughs) But between eczema and atopic dermatitis, those are both a mouthful. So I don't know. (laughs) But when we look at the word atopic dermatitis, this actually makes it a little bit easier to understand what's happening. Dermatitis is an inflammation of the skin, as we talked about. And then atopic comes from the word atopy, which actually kind of means allergic. So then we realize that eczema kind of falls into the category of several other diseases that are in the atopic family. These are things like asthma, seasonal allergies, and food allergies. Kids who have one of these atopic diseases are more likely to have a second one or maybe a third one. And um, these atopic diseases run in families. So it's very, very common to have a kid with eczema who had a parent who had asthma as a child or who has um, seasonal allergies. So all these things kind of run together. So those are our quick facts about eczema. It's a chronic skin condition that is characterized by itchy, inflamed skin So in the really young kids, in infants, usually we have an eczema rash that is developing on the face initially, and then maybe also found on the elbows and the knees. In older kids, we start seeing this more in areas where sweat can accumulate. So places like the back of the neck, the creases of the elbows, and the back of the knees. And in Older people, like adults, eczema can still show up at any of these places, but they can be more found in the hands and sometimes the feet as well. So how is eczema managed? Well, when we break it down to the different issues that you can have with eczema, we can kind of target each of those. So number one, dry skin. As I mentioned, 
people with eczema tend to have more dry skin than other people because their skin is not acting as a good barrier and so they're losing moisture. So really, really need to be diligent about moisturizing, using emollients, using creams, using things that are going to help us create a good layer on that skin and keep moisture in. Dry skin is more likely to crack and bleed and ooze, particularly in the wintertime where the weather also makes it drier. And so this is why, particularly in the wintertime, we need to work a little bit harder to do this. And particularly reminding kids who are old enough to kind of get ready on their own, that this is something that's going to help them keep their eczema in control, is moisturizing frequently. Moisturizing after showers, after they wash their hands, again, to prevent um, their skin from cracking. Itching and inflammation. Itching can be a very frustrating symptom for kids with eczema to deal with. And Remember when I said that a lot of times this itching is mediated by the immune system cells. And so there are certain creams that are used that can kind of calm down the immune system, that area, and kind of break the cycle so that it helps kids to stop itching. So steroid creams like hydrocortisone are very commonly used. Um, but more recently, we have different creams that also target the immune system, but maybe try and avoid some of the side effects that steroid creams can have if they're used for a very long time. And so these creams are put just on the areas that we have rashes when there is a flare of eczema. Other things that we can do to help with inflammation and itching are really trying to avoid triggers. So when we think about eczema, we know that the rashes of eczema are not necessarily there all the time. Eczema comes and goes. It can flare up in response to certain triggers. So what are some of the triggers that we can have with eczema? Well, we know that there are certain things that can act as irritants for people who have eczema. One of those things is fragrances. And there's fragrances in a lot of things, right? In perfumes, in um, laundry detergent, in uh, even toilet paper sometimes, guys. Did you know that there's like lavender scented toilet paper? <laughs> So there's a lot of products that have um, scents or fragrances in it. And because we've mentioned that the skin barrier in eczema is not as much of a barrier as we want it to be, sometimes these irritants can get into the skin and then these trigger the immune system. So it's helpful as much as possible for kids who have eczema to use fragrance-free things. So look for the labels fragrance-free or hypoallergenic, meaning not really likely to cause allergic responses. Look for those labels in the products that you buy for someone who has eczema. Um, sweat is another thing. So environments that are hot and that can cause a lot of sweat um, can also be an irritant to the skin. And things that are helpful there are wearing breathable clothing. And so kids are not sweating quite as much um, if they're involved in sports, or other activities like that. Um, trying to take a shower or towel off or, you know, wash off as soon as you can after um, engaging in a sweaty activity. These are things that can be helpful. And for other children, pollen or certain types of foods can also be a trigger um, for these flares of eczema. 
And one final problem we have to think about with eczema, particularly with um, kids who are scratching and scratching at their skin, is that eventually the skin can get infected. It's weakened and it's opened up to any germs or bacteria that are out there, sometimes even viruses that are out there. So the skin can get infected. So when the skin looks a bit more red and oozy, then it's normal. Sometimes it can have pus and it can have blisters as well. These are signs that an infection has likely taken place. And sometimes we might need to use antibiotic creams here. We might need to actually take um, antibiotics or antivirals by mouth to help get rid of these infections. So that's a little bit about managing eczema. So a lot of it is about avoiding triggers and keeping well, well moisturized. And then when we do have eczema flares, it's about using our anti-itch creams, our anti-inflammatory or immune suppressing creams as directed by a doctor until the flare gets better and treating any infections as they come up. Okay, so I surprisingly did find a couple of books today about eczema. I did not know that this was a topic people were writing about. But again, this is something that affects more than 10% of children out there. So it's great to actually have some representation in the books. So I found a couple of books for today. These are both picture books for younger children. The first is called An Itch for Agnes by Elizabeth Ann George. So this book features um, a little girl, perhaps in kindergarten, first grade, preschool, one of those ages. <laughs> so Agnes starts out the day very excited about going to school, but she also does have an itch that's kind of bothersome to her. Mom puts some cream on it and then off she goes to school. So we do see some eczema care happening there. Um, although it doesn't help her quite get through her entire day without itching. And the itching is very difficult for her to resist. And another thing we see is how sometimes kids might be treated when they have eczema. So Agnes has a couple of classmates who are very vocal. <laughs> and they say, what's that on your arm? And she says, it's just an, it's a rash, you know, that I get sometimes and mom puts cream on it. And the next concern from the kids is whether they are going to catch this rash from her. Um, despite Agnes trying to convince them that her rash is not contagious, um, she gets excluded from games. Nobody wants to sit next to her in class. So unfortunately, these are things that a child can deal with with um, eczema is social isolation and sometimes people being mean about um, the rash that they have seen. Eventually, Agnes gets some help from the school nurse and from the teacher who actually has eczema herself, and they help to support Agnes while she explains that her rash is not contagious, and this is just something that she deals with once in a while. And so this helps the children feel more comfortable in playing with her again. This book doesn't go into a whole lot of detail about what eczema is, um, other than saying that it's a, a rash that's itchy and that sometimes she needs to put creams on. And that's completely fine for this age group. What's more important um, and what is focused on is kind of showing children how it can be hurtful when someone is excluded because of something that other people don't quite understand. So 
it does a great job of showing Agnes advocating for herself and being brave as she explains uh, her condition to other children. So that's a nice, simple, quick book about eczema. Again, it's called An Itch for Agnes, and it's by Elizabeth Ann George. A second little book that I came across uh, today, actually, is called My Excellent Day at Camp. Now, there's there's a lot of puns in this book <laughs> uh, revolving around excellent and exciting and other X-like words uh, along with the condition eczema. <laughs> but this is a nice short book along the same lines, uh, shows a little boy who has eczema going off to camp. And again, it just kind of highlights some of the social aspects of living with eczema. So our main character here, Taylor, um, he's going off to camp. It's summertime, but he's wearing long sleeves and he's wearing long pants. And this makes him more comfortable because he's a little bit self-conscious about his rash. So we can see how kids might try and work around or hide their rashes because they may not be happy with the appearance or they're worried about what other children are going to say about it. While Taylor is at camp, we see that there are certain activities that he is worried about participating in because he's worried about how it's going to affect his eczema. So basketball is a really sweaty sport. He knows that sweat is going to be a trigger for his eczema. And uh, swimming is another possible activity. And he knows that this might be a trigger as well. Now, you might be thinking, swimming, that's lots of water, that's lots of moisture. Isn't that good for dry skin? Well, a lot of times in pools, we might have uh, chlorine in there, which can be an irritant for some children who have eczema as well. So we see how um, the book highlights a couple of areas that can be triggers for children with eczema and also kind of shows some workarounds uh, for those activities. Um in the book, he does end up avoiding a couple of activities because he knows that it can trigger the eczema. However, the answer doesn't always have to be avoiding the activity. I think this is more dependent on how severe a child's eczema is, whether they're currently having a flare of their eczema, um, and uh, whether a parent or someone else can kind of guide them through how to minimize the possible effects of this trigger on their eczema. The other thing that I really like about this book is that it has a section in the back to give a little bit more information about eczema for a caregiver. So this is a little bit more in-depth explaining what eczema is, talking about some of the ways to support a child through the symptoms and also through the social and emotional um, impact of having eczema, like how to talk about it with classmates or with friends and how to deal with it in a setting such as camp where you might be more exposed than normal and might, ha might have friends seeing this rash for the first time. So that's another good one. Again, it is called My Excellent Day at Camp. It's by Tracy Blackburn, and it's in collaboration with the Understand AD, Understand Atopic Dermatitis Foundation. And this one is actually available freely online, and I will place links for this in the show notes. Okay, well, that is my short and simple episode on eczema, 
And the message of the day for all of us is moisturize. As you get through your December with all your other activities, spending time with loved ones and enjoying the Christmas season, stay moisturized. (laughs) All right. I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Take care. For the show notes and links to the books I cover in this episode, please head over to the podcast website at www.storytimeclinic.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with other people who may be interested. I'd also love to hear from you if you have book suggestions or health topics you'd like to see me cover. If you want to give me some feedback and help me make this podcast more valuable for you, you can leave a review on iTunes or send me an email at thestorytimeclinic at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode.